Feel like the everyday chaos is getting to be too much? Head on over to winninggym.com slash BAP and we can help you there. Join our eight-week ProFit Business Accelerator program for quick wins for your gym. Check it out. You deserve it. Now back to the show. You are listening to the Built to Grow podcast, delivering the knowledge in all things fitness business. We help gym owners win. Here are your hosts, Tim Lyons and Randy Exton. All right. Welcome back to the Built to Grow podcast. I'm your host, Tim Lyons, in the studio, joined by Randy Angston. What's up, buddy? Raining in Scottsdale. It is raining. The weather report. Is it? Not, uh, yeah, not yeah, current. Yeah. It was on my way in. It was. It was, it was, was a some, mist. It was it had some sprinkles in the air. Um, you're hearing this long after the Super Bowl and all the festivities here in Scottsdale, but boy, it is like the time of year to be here. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, I wish I had my Airbnbs ready because <laughs> these guys are charging three, four, five thousand dollars a night to be here. In fact, that's going to be another episode. We're going to tell you what we're up to over here Dude, with I some saw Airbnbs. A and mobile six, or was it Motel Six? Eight hundred dollars. Yeah, Super Eight. Super Eight. That's what it was. Yeah. Eight or six or eight hundred dollars for one night. What? Well, it's the Super Bowl. It's a supply and demand thing. You know, I took this class in college called Econ Economics One Hundred and One. <laughs> but the they first, still teach us. They teach us. The first thing that you learn was supply <laughs> and demand. Oh yeah. And sure enough, that's what's happening here <laughs> in Hotel Land. So yeah. Uh, real quick, guys, if you need help with coaching, we've got plenty of knowledge in the switch to semi-private. If you're looking to, to kind of take your business to a new model, uh, which is a more profitable, leverageable, scalable model, uh, we've got a coaching program. We're just revamping. In fact, we're doing videos as we speak, kind of revamp the entire thing. Um, uh, we've got that winninggym.com slash grow. Check that out. And you can book a call with who? You. Oh, it's with me, guys. Hey. With Randy. <laughs> Get on the phone with Randy. Check that out. Uh, we'd love to chat with you. If you need help with your business, this is what we do. Yeah. It's what you do. Yeah, that is what we do. Yeah. <laughs> or what I do. Uh, yeah. It's perfect. Uh, today's episode, we're going to kind of give you guys a glimpse into some of the things that we teach. Um, you know, we talk about well, marketing is a heavy one for us. Obviously, you you need people coming into your gym. If you want to train them and and be successful and uh, marketing can be a tricky one for gym owners. So we want to shed some light today. Yeah. So gym owners, you, especially if you've been in this game, let's just say from 2014 on, right? If you've been, if you started your gym around 2014, 2015, you've always been uh, privy to like home run campaigns because of the, the platforms like, like, Facebook back then, Meta, right, was was the Wild West. You could oh, throw yeah. up anything you wanted on there, and you would get leads, and you make money. It was stealing. Um, we were we were heavy in that for a long time, and the question came up in our group. It's like, hey, we're doing well on leads, volume. We, the volume of leads is, is flowing in, um, but I don't feel like the quality is quite there. Would love to know what to say, what to put in the ad, what to put in the picture what the hook should be in order to get a higher quality client. And, you know, we talked about this before the show. It's, it's interesting that there's a gym owner and many gym owners think this way. 
what is the magic sentence? What is the magic hook? What is the photo? What is the thing that's going to become the magic bullet to then bring in all these high quality clients that I'll make a million dollars from? Yeah. And you said it before, it's like, that's the wrong way to think about it, right? And, and, and I'm trying to think about why, because this isn't just this one gym owner's no, question. Yeah, it's, 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 it's all a global, yeah. it's a global thing that most gym owners feel like there's some magic hook, whiz bang tactic strategy, sentence, headline, photo that, that's gonna just be the one that changes their business overnight. And I just don't understand why. Mm -hmm. I mean, I think I have ideas why. I think the, the biggest idea is like there's agencies out there that you use their copy and their stuff and it works. Yeah. Right? But even at that, it works right now. Works today. It works today. Yeah. It works in your market maybe or and not, their market. And not in or another market. Like right. and it's, it's always subjective, right? Like define it. It's working how? Cool. High volume of leads or high intent? Like there's so many things. And so when I talk with marketing with any gym owner, first first and foremost, I'm going to remind them, I, I always say that, you know, marketing is not a solution. It's not the answer. There's no one right answer for all of this, right? It is a process always, always. Even when your marketing's good, it's a process because you should be testing. You should be making subtle changes and increasing the effectiveness over time. That's the, testing, the, yeah. what you do at that point. But <clears throat> to understand, I mean, just to lay it out there, I mean, you can absolutely, there is a spectrum when it comes to, 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 to getting leads through the door. You can have massively wild number of leads, extreme volume with very low intent. And what I mean by intent is what is the chances of this? How, how serious is this individual in walking through your, your walls and signing up for a membership? That is the goal of our marketing period. I don't care any which way around it. I don't want a short-term client that's going to come in and do a trial and we're going to feel good and we have no, no ability to convert them into a membership. The memberships are what you should be marketing for, period. Client acquisition. Absolutely. It's not necessarily the front end of the deal. It's not necessarily the challenge there or the go. free thing. It's to convert, yeah. period. Long-term so, clients. So, okay, right? you get like, a high volume of leads mm -hmm. that have really low chance of converting. And then what's the other side? The other side would be hot, massive intent, but you end up with lower volume. Um, reason being, right? You're doing some things in your marketing to discourage low intention, low intent prospects from actually even going through the process, right? You're almost like a self-eliminating process. You're, you're um, you know, like where the process itself is, is getting rid of some of those tire kickers. Right. Um, you know, when you just right off the bat, left to right, if you put free in your marketing, you're going to get massive volume, low intent. Use yourself like marketing is, is synonymous with psychology. I mean, put yourself in that seat. If you left or right, you, you desire something and you see the opportunity to have or be exposed to that for free, or you have to go reach in your pocket and put money towards it, right. the chances of you opting in or moving forward in that process with the free is much greater, right? Sure. You've got no skin in the game. It costs you nothing. Let's just take a take Same. a shot, see yeah. where it goes type of thing. That's exactly why you have massive volume when it comes to things like free or short-term, low barrier. The less that they have in the game, the higher the volume, lower intent. 
Hey guys, as you know, at Built to Grow, we're all about systems and scalability. And that's why I want to tell you about one of our sponsors, Semi-Private Pro. Several years ago, I was in our gym looking around and I noticed our coaches were staring at their clipboards, struggling to stay one step ahead of the clients. And I thought, gosh, there has to be a better way. So I tasked Zach, our fitness director, and I said, dude, we got to find a software that would enhance our clients' training experience and increase our coaches' levels of engagement. See, we're all about client experience here. After countless demos, we realized there was literally nothing designed for our training model. So we set on a mission and I said, look, we got to create an app that is designed specifically for semi-private training. And I can tell you guys this firsthand, this is taking our training to new heights and I'm confident it can do the same thing for you. See, with Semi-Private Pro, you can streamline your training system, enhance client engagement and scale like never before without spending hours on programming. To learn more about how you can get started with Semi-Private Pro, head on over to special link here, semiprivatepro.com slash BTG, that's built to grow. So just head on over real quick to semiprivatepro.com slash BTG to check out a demo for yourself. And again, the other end of the spectrum, you could have a, you could have your price points. It could be a paid trial, right? Maybe it's 30 days for, hell, maybe it's your full value, right? Cost. Maybe your maybe, cost. Yeah, maybe we're, we're actually exp- telling everybody in the ads what our services cost. actually cost at full yep full rate um you can have questionnaires or uh, like forms that they have to fill out guys every single field that you add to a form whether it be first name versus first name last name versus first name last name email email phone every time you add one you eliminate some percentage of of opt-ins it's just more work on the consumer less you know, people are going to take that process. So even just the form itself without, you know, like if you have name and phone number, first name and phone number, or first name and email address, you're going to get more leads than if you have all four of those questioned. Right. Um, and then take it even further. Maybe you start to talk about, you know, can they afford the memberships at, at certain levels? What are their goals and their objectives with a membership? Um, I mean, hell, you could have a bunch of that stuff in the form to really self-identify the people in, that are coming in and maybe they're not even the right clientele for you. You could figure all that out through a form. But if somebody goes through that process, they have put something in the game. They've spent some time and energy and effort getting to the point of being able to schedule that consultation with you, which means that they have a higher level of intent. They're showing that they actually want what you have to offer, not just, hey, let me leave my first name and email address because you're giving something away for free. Yeah, and don't respond. Exactly, and then, yeah, and then when you reach out, you never hear from that person ever yeah. again. So as a gym owner, you have to, you have to make a decision. Correct. Like, what, what, are we, what are we trying to do here? Obviously, we're trying to get clients. Now, can you get clients off of a free ad? Sure, absolutely. Mm-hmm. You're gonna have to work five or 10 times as hard, but you're gonna have five or 10 times as, as leads to, to play with, right? And so if you've got a team and you've got a sales process, maybe to keep people busy, you run with some free ads. And I, I don't agree with them. We don't run anything here for free. Yep. There's nothing free in our ads. Um, you know, there's there's some hybrid plays that you can run with a free, with a Netflix kind of style. Mm-hmm. We've, we've talked about that at ad nauseum in many, many episodes ago. But I would rather have a high, low, low lead flow with higher intent, right? Higher mm-hmm. quality of leads. And so going back to the original question at hand, it was like, hey, what's the one thing that I could say 
that will increase the quality and keep my volume the same. The greatest it can be, yeah. I mean, I think that's the the holy grail. <laughs> I, I, you know, in the, the big answer is nobody knows yeah, until yeah. you test this. You have to test all things. You have to test the hook. You have to test the language. You have to test the landing pages and the photos and the creatives, all of it, the mediums. Mm -hmm. There's there's an infinite amount of things you can test. Uh, then if anybody ever says, oh, just add this and it'll work. They're, they're a liar. They're a liar. They're a liar. They're like, no there's idea. nothing around it. They're, they're absolutely a liar because there's no way that they would know in your market how that's going to react no matter what. There's, it's an infinite. It's infinite, infinite variables. And so um, if I'm in control of my own marketing, which I am, I'm, I'm constantly testing things. And I think the KPI, the number the only KPI that matters to me is return on ad spend when it comes to ad dollars spent versus revenue returned. You could do that. You could do it off of a free or a paid or anything in between, but the success or failure of the campaign is based on return on ad spend. I spent a thousand, I got two thousand back and three clients, whatever that is, right? I'll keep doing it. Yeah. No matter what the ad said. Correct. You know? Well, and that, and that's that that is the starting point, right? Like that's that's like where, you know, finally after doing 50 push-ups, you're starting to feel it. You know what I mean? Cuz right. you put the reps in, but now you've got the data to back it up. That's where the power comes in place. That's where the clarity comes in. Once you have data and you know the success of a campaign, now we can tweak it. Right. And th that's what you should be doing. These guys are looking to circumvent all of that work and just take what other people's success, you know, like, and I get it, right. You're trying to pull from other people's success. And that's why they're asking the questions when they don't know what else to ask, like what headline should I use or what should my images look like and all those things. But until you've got it in your market and you've tested it and you know, your return on your investment, the rest is arbitrary. Like it's just a guess. It's just an assumption. Yep. And so get it happening in your marketplace run ads get the data once you have a system that is creating a return on your ad spend when you're positive when you're ROAS that's when we start to test now we can take those same same exact ads duplicate and then maybe change or then change one variable yep one variable maybe you add your price point to those ads and you see okay maybe the volume I mean, naturally, your volume probably starts, it, it should take a hit compared to free. one that doesn't mention yeah, it. Right. Or not even necessarily free, but just doesn't mention, what you, because you're getting, again, you're getting the individuals that are now reading the price. Yeah. So anyone who can't aff afford that, it's self-eliminating those people. Boom. Well, if you're still getting good opt-ins there, you have to track those who is converting all the way through. Yeah. Not, and that's that's where the, a lot of gym owners you know, fail to, to track the data is knowing the difference between what ad this person came from, what was the hook, what was the creative, what was the variables in place here, what is the success of this ad campaign versus, you know, A versus B. That's what a split test is. That's what marketing yeah. is at its core, guys. And so, and rather than looking for the next, go run what you are. Go look at what you're running and go say, okay, how can this be better? Correct. That's, and th that's the right way to do it. That's the only way to do it. Yeah. I mean, everybody's looking for this magic tactic. You know, what is that challenge that everyone's running that's going to get these people through the The same thing that, that we've always run. 
Like it's no different. I know. It's lipstick on a pig. You change it's still a pig, right? You know what I mean? But we can make them more effective once you have the data for your ads in your marketplace to your customers. That's the that's the right way to go about that process. And I think we've hit this uh, many times where agencies are are looking at one KPI as cost per lead. They're only concerned with cost per lead. Correct. So in order for them to justify what they're charging you, well, look, our cost per lead is eight dollars, and we got you 150 of these guys in your doors in 30 days or on the paper in 30 days, and you know, as an agency, they're probably feeling pretty good about that. Sure. Now, on the flip side, as the gym owner, if not one of those 150 leads booked an appointment, you feel like it's a complete waste of money. See how there's a complete disconnect between what the agency feels is good and what you as the actual business owner feels good. Again, if you're not communicating back to the agency that's running your ads, hey, I know these leads are flowing in, but I cannot get a hold of anybody. And when I do, they they don't want to come in or they want everything for free. Well, that's you know, you need, it's your responsibility as the owner of the operation to go back to the agency. Look, something's up these ads. They're not, you know, these people are thinking everything's for free. We're not doing that. Oh, well, that's because we put free uh, 14 day trial in your thing. Oh, well, let's not do that. Yeah. Let's not do Come that. Come back to the offer. Yeah. So the KPI that I can, said earlier is the return on ad spend. And regardless of cost, cost per leads are relevant. It's irrelevant. It's not even a KPI we even look at. I mean, we want volume. Obviously, we want to get opportunities. But we take it all the way through the conversion process, and we track it back. What what ad did that person come from? What are we spending that, that campaign? What you know, We look at it pretty deep. I mean, we, we're pretty comfortable with what we're spending. We know what we're making back. And I think that's probably the biggest gap or the biggest education that, that gym owners can do is just go download our – our training winningjim.com slash math and this will teach you exactly how to take a look at your ads is it working is it not what are all the kpis that should be here i give you a calculator in there it's pretty simple um but most people aren't doing it so instead of thinking for the you know the whiz bang thing track what you're doing use the calculator winningjim.com slash math it's free Hey, Tim Lance here, and I just want to give a quick shout out to everyone out there surviving the day-to-day chaos of the fitness business. You know, you're showing up every day and you got people counting on you. I know it's not easy, but you're doing it, so keep on going. But listen, if you feel like it's getting to be too much and you wanted to get some support so you can get out of the struggle and get into real growth, then I highly recommend that you check out our eight-week ProFit Business Accelerator program at winningjim.com slash grow. Go check it out, sign up, and let's get you on track for some easy wins and get back to growth mode. All right, once again, the link is winningjim.com slash grow. And now back to the show. I was just going to say the same thing. I think that, and I agree, I think the biggest variable that allowed and continues to allow legacy to outsell, outmarket, and outgrow competition in most gyms that we know, we're not doing 150 leads a month. We're not doing 200 leads a month. We don't need to. We don't want to because, again, we're, we've figured out what works. we figured out the acquisitions. Our offers speak to who we are bringing in our gyms. And the system that's in place is the way that a gym or any business would ideally want to market. Yeah. We're not spending money on leads that aren't coming in the door. We're not spending a ton of money on leads we can't get a hold of. We know 
We're not spending leads on a challenge that we have to break our system. Or on. there you go. We don't have to change anything. Nothing within the four walls has to change to bring you know to accommodate that new business. That's huge. I mean, hell, the 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 challenge culture. If it marketing is one aspect, but most gym owners have no idea what that's doing to the four walls of their gym once they're you know once those clients are in there. That is. I mean, hell, that's that's as detrimental to. I mean, let's talk about it because we we've got there's two camps here, and Massive. literally the camp is the name of the gym <laughs> that runs. There's two camps when it comes to challenges. I'm I'm not necessarily anti challenge. I just don't like them for us. Okay, do they work for gyms? Sure, but I put you know quotations around work. What it, what is work? I think working means at the end of it, it's all shaken out. It's all shaken out. You, you ran a challenge, say it was six or eight weeks, and by the end of that eight weeks, and maybe we're into 10 or 12 weeks from the start of that challenge, your business is in a much better place than it was prior. That That's what I would say works. Now, did you keep the current clients that were already at your gym happy, serviced, getting results during the entire challenge? Did you lose a whole ton of people and you just replaced them with all these new ones? I don't think you're in any better place. I think you're probably actually worse because you just you got a bunch of bad attitudes out in the market that you just popped out the back of your door. So you've got all these new people. Did you did your coaches get overworked during this process? Did you have to bend every system in your business to take on? Do you have to run like seminars and kickoffs and extra nutrition programs and everybody's work to the grind, you know, to the bone? And at the end of the day, we, we, we got some more clients, but you know, like our, you know, we're, we're a little bit better, but you know, I don't think it's worth it personally. No, not at all. Personally, I think that I, I think it goes way deeper for me personally, because well, I think right. your, your left side is <clears throat> like the, a challenge based situation. I mean, statistically we're talking three months, four months retention in most of these facilities retention. I mean, it's like your whole time with you is not sure. even half of a year yeah. Yeah. of this person's life. Like if, if we're talking the reason that we're in this industry, it, it's not an easy industry to be in. We've made a choice to do a, something that's very difficult to make a impact and a change in lives. And if we're providing a solution that we can't even retain somebody for one year, what solution are we providing? Yeah. Quick a, fix. a hot sweaty room to in an idealistic belief that this is going to change the person's you know right they're already moved on to the next challenge at the next facility hoping for they're in the exact same position they were before they walked in your walls right yeah. they probably gained all that weight back they're looking for like we're not changing lives we're making a couple people sweaty for a few months like i want to build a business that has massive impact on those that walk through our four walls yeah, the long, the well, long you know term. what i mean the longevity it, you know, maybe it's not millions and millions of people over a few years, but the changes that were made with the people who decided to pay you, yeah, yeah. it's impactful. And to me, that's the that's what a that's the objective of the business as a whole is to have massive impact on those people that have decided to run with you. And when you start to market for lifestyle clients, for it, it, when I say lifestyle or when we say lifestyle, I mean there's a lot more that goes into it than just providing a room for somebody to work out. Those facilities, uh, they're 99% of it's the workout and here's a nutrition guide or a plan, right? Like here's an actual plan. Go eat these meals for the next whatever. Well, you we all know that's unsustainable, right? We all, everybody who sits in this, this belief of, of what it takes to get results in fitness, none of those things are actual long-term, you know, solutions. 
but yet we have entire half of this industry has their flag in the ground that this is the way. And I just I, I'm glad that we sit on the other half of that yeah, because yeah. our job is our job is serving clients and creating a better result. Marketing supports that. I feel like the other way it's it's fifty it's the other it's 180 degrees the other side of it. Challenge based facilities are all marketing and sales. Serving the client is a small piece of the pie. Yeah. And, and you're probably like, oh, well, I run challenges and it's not like that. Well, I, I challenge you, to, no pun intended, to take a look. Take a look. And again, I mean, the, the, not every gym's the same. I'm not saying that all gyms are that yeah, way. But I yeah. think that, you know, if you were to draw a line, I think that the responsibility of that those facilities. Well, we've got a coaching them. client that I think pretty much fits this criteria. He's mm -hmm. been running a, a gym launch six week thing for, I don't know, he's been doing it for a while. He's been spending 10 grand on marketing, getting thousands of leads a month. And he, you know, he's spending 10 grand a month in marketing. And he told me the 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 people that sign up for his memberships versus the the six week challenge they're in this gym the same amount of time, which is six weeks. And he said, so so you're 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 seeing them for six weeks and then they're gone. He's like, yes. So he's immediately switched his whole model semi private. He's already got his recurring revenue up past mm -hmm. his uh, base operating expenses at some level. I think some percentage he's tracking. He's giving us yep. the numbers every single uh, week. And he's like, I would much rather have less clients paying more and not run all these stupid challenges than have to like freaking reinvent the wheel every six weeks with a whole new group of people. And to me, I think he's got the right mindset. He's like, cool, let's get a sustainable business going. Let's serve a little bit of a higher level, yeah. charge a little bit more, have way less people and have, you know, some semblance of a kind of quality of life <laughs> consistency you know? some things that are yeah so I, he saw the light and you know he's working with four different coaching groups at the same time ours being one of them and he's definitely going all in on the semi-private which is great and uh i think he's going to come out the other end just fine but yeah. but he's he's he doing both at the same time and he's like i don't want nothing to do with that anymore yeah well I, and i think it, right to what you said i think because he's been able to rival what he's been, all of the efforts that he's had pre, pri, uh, prior to stepping over and, and looking at the systems and making a change on the business uh, with our program, everything that he's created before, he's been able to rival that success with his monthly recurring revenue and create a sustainable business in a matter of a few weeks. Weeks. When it took, I mean, th that was a, a thought that he's had for years, but he's never been able to figure out how. Yeah. Well, it's because the processes that you were doing we're, we're, you know, crapping on creating a, a long-term sustainable business. You're, you're cutting off your nose, you know, despite your face, you have to look for the long haul. You have to look for the longevity, the delayed gratification. I think that's probably half of it is because everything in fitness, when it comes to coaching, marketing agencies hitting you, everything is flashy, quick, total quick revenue. Fixes. Like, yeah, yeah. Oh, Hey, you'll make a hundred thousand dollars next month. They don't tell you that you're not going to make another dollar for the next six. <laughs> well, uh, you know oh, what I mean? Oh, you, oh it, but it sounds great uh, what, until you understand what you're doing in order to get that result. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, when you build a sustainable business that's growing month over where you can handle, manage, service, market. I mean, like it, it's a it's a well-oiled machine is what we're building as opposed to 
literally throwing things at the wall and hoping something sticks. Yeah. And it's every time like not there's no systems to fall back on. There's no anything to fall back on in, in that side of the coin. And that's the thing that scares me is when you run a volatile some months is it's you know, it's feast or famine type. Yeah. You know, and, and if there's no consistency, that's the stuff that leads to turmoil in your your business, which rolls over into your life. I mean, I can't tell you how many we've had how many conversations with gym owners that it feels like every month could be their last one. And it's because there is no consistency. There's nothing that they can look at their business and say, hey, this is what I've built. This is what I have. This is why it works. It's now, taking a it, shot it, and seeing what's, you it's, know, it's what works new, today. It's a new hook every single month, yep. a new play. So, yeah, I think we drove that point pretty pretty clear. I mean, hopefully you've taken a look at your marketing. You can kind of go back and, and review your ROAS, your deltas, all the all the stuff. Go to winninggym.com slash math. You can get that, that free training. Um, I think it'll open your eyes quite a bit. So hopefully this helps you guys. I uh, would love to hear from you. Join our Facebook group, Business Talk with Fitness Professionals. Until next episode, guys, we'll keep uh, keep changing lives. We'll see you on the next show. Bye. All right. And thank you for listening to that episode of the Built to Grow podcast, where we help gym owners win. Now, do you want to connect with me and other gym owners online? All you need to do is join our private Facebook group, Business Talk with Fitness Professionals. Just head on over to Facebook and type in Business Talk with Fitness Professionals. And when you do, we're going to give you our 10 marketing strategies seven-figure gym owners use to win. I look forward to seeing you in the next episode. Until then, keep building something great.